Welcome back to the Reggie and Royal podcast. As we left episode 4, Global Central Bank Dilemma, we saw many of the reasons why the major global central banks continue to weave themselves into even more precarious positions. These positions will continue to diminish their flexibilities in dealing with future challenges, given their massive balance sheets, rising economic challenges, and trillions in future commitments. In our opening segment on this topic, episode 3, Never Say Never, Wall Street Cryptocurrency Reversals, Part 1, we had covered the basis on how some globally financial institutions have pivoted, in under three years, from their condemnations, all the way to glowing endorsements of the embryonic, nearly $2 trillion cryptocurrency space. These brands include, BlackRock, Citibank, Deutsche Bank, Fidelity, Goldman Sachs, and, ING, who were all covered in that first episode. Of course, in addition to those well-known brands, by late 2020, even Fidelity, Vanguard, Schwab funds had been quietly loading up on crypto mining stocks. Go to episode 3 for the initial installment of this sequel. This podcast will continue through this so-called baker's dozen of the biggest names in finance, looking forward from their earlier skepticisms. So, why complicate a Bitcoin bull market? Bitcoin is a risk asset that's evolving into a digital reserve asset in a world going that way with positive implications for its price. Demand and adoption are rising and still appear in the early days versus supply, which is declining. The key question at the start of 2022 is whether Bitcoin is simply running too hot. A chart will show that the crypto is fairly priced at about its upward sloping 50-week moving average. Based upon the recent pullbacks to support, in the $35,000 ranges, it is not too extended, and, still within an upward trajectory, setting the stage for a potentially strong year. Bitcoin started 2021 around 140% above its annual mean, as we said in the introductory podcast to this sequel. Cryptocurrencies appeared to be far from the type of institutionally sound investments that would certainly be attractive to CFOs looking to branch out a company portfolio. Once seen as gimmicks for unsophisticated retail investors, a lot of whom bought cryptocurrencies, based upon odd internet classifications, ridiculous youngsters songs, or perhaps remarkable hip-hop musicians, few would certainly expect the notoriously volatile electronic currencies to trace a path right into business treasuries. The jokes are now over, or possibly, are just starting to grow old. As execs have stashed corporate cash right into digital money, these new novelty properties are currently a growing choice, to contribute to company ledgers. With this development right into this underdiscovered area, nonetheless, comes extra risks, from both personal litigation, as well as analysis from authorities. Similarly, as with any kind of unique property, CFOs should balance their need to invest creatively, with the worries of wary investors. On these fronts, cryptocurrencies project risks for those charged with charting their businesses, and, navigating through contemporary legal, as well as regulatory shoals. Note, minus 62% of organizations to begin purchasing crypto within a year according to a survey. This survey was carried out as online interviews of 50 wealth supervisors, and, 50 institutional financiers across the United States, the United Kingdom, France, Germany, and, the United Arab Emirates, in its developmental years. Bitcoin was dismissed by institutions as a flashy worthless digital asset favored by criminals. Slowly the tectonic plates that shaped belief in the passages of power shifted. Bitcoin, which seemed on an ideological clash with organizations in its first years of presence, just recently bears the hallmark of institutional acceptance. This has been driven by a number of elements led by the outstanding performance of Bitcoin relative to any other asset class in the world. Smart Cash is assigning to Bitcoin as a portfolio diversification strategy. These days household workplaces, 
hedge funds, and conventional cash managers have a really various perspective on cryptocurrency products and services, with an eye-watering $17 billion worth of institutional capital flooding into the space this year alone. Routine surveys bear this out, with a growing variety of institutional financiers designating a portion of their portfolios to digital properties. A recent research study carried out by Fidelity Digital Assets discovered that 7 in 10 institutional investors expect to accumulate or purchase crypto assets in the near future. More than half of the 1,100 participants surveyed in between December and April revealed that they currently own such investments. A separate study by Nickel Digital Asset Management pertained to a comparable conclusion, with 82% of respondents anticipating to increase their crypto allowance in the next two years. Just over a third of respondents said the involvement of more prominent corporates and fund supervisors has provided higher self-confidence to invest. When BlackRock adds crypto to its balance sheet, financial consultants and high-net-worth people naturally prick up their ears. BlackRock, the world's largest property manager with $9.5 trillion assets under management, is one of 16 shared fund managers, consisting of Morgan Stanley Financial Investment Management to acquire exposure to the crypto market by means of its International Allowance and Strategic Earnings Opportunities Funds, which have a cumulative worth of over $40 billion. Here's a side note, a regular smear tactic is to describe the illicit activities or criminal actions embedded in crypto. Here are the numbers. Cryptocurrency-based criminal activity brought in about $14 billion to illicit addresses in 2021, however this represents less than 1% of all cryptocurrency-based transactions last year according to Chainalysis. The total cryptocurrency transaction volume grew to $15.8 trillion in 2021, up more than 500% from 2020. Only 0.15% of those transactions went to illicit addresses, said Chainalysis in a preview of its 2022 crypto crime report. By comparison, and, this is really important, illicit activities through fiat currencies are 1,000 to 2,500 times more likely than through crypto. Commercial investments so far generally have remained in what has passed for recognized cryptocurrencies mostly Bitcoin that have belonged to the universe of money for several years. Charged mainly with cash money and liquidity monitoring, corporate treasurers generally purchase low-yield, low-risk properties like money market funds, national debt, or commercial paper. What could motivate a well-established firm, to reallocate its useful possessions right into a currency, that can rise and fall based on web message boards? Let's take a look at the changes, one by one. February 2, 2018, Bank of America bans credit card crypto purchases, Bank of America, B of A, officially announced it will begin declining credit card transactions with known cryptocurrency exchanges today through a memo distributed to employees, Bank of America, just two years later, July 2, 2020, Bank of America considers Bitcoin and crypto transactions to be equivalent to cash. Bank of America, also known as B of A is considering Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other altcoins to be cash equivalent, and will treat crypto-related deals as cash loan. B of A's new digital asset coverage, B of A, one of Wall Street's largest banks, has released a digital property research coverage initiative as it aims to scale its crypto trading organization and additional reinforce its position within the cryptocurrency space. Led by Alkesh Shah, head of global cryptocurrency and digital possession method, the bank formed an expert unit to feed growing institutional need for direct exposure to the crypto environment over the summertime of 2021. Bank of America's newsroom provided a press release presenting their report entitled, Digital Assets Guide, Just the First Inning. Leading with the viewpoint that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are too large to neglect, 
Bank of America takes a look at the value of the whole digital possession community. Although there are lots of voices dismissive of the NFT's environment as simply another bubble, non-fungible tokens are already a massive economy. Boa seems to be aware that NFT's disruptive capacity will overflow to other industries and extend well beyond this present booming market. 8. Morgan Stanley, 3 years ago, December 26, 2017. Bitcoin's real value might be zero, Morgan Stanley, 10 months ago. March 17, 2021, Morgan Stanley becomes the first huge U.S. bank to use its rich client properties held by the firm. Financial investment firms require at least $5 million at the bank to receive the brand new stakes. Morgan Stanley is the first big U.S. bank to offer its wealth management customers access to Bitcoin funds. CNBC has discovered specifically, the investment bank, a giant in wealth management with $4 trillion in customer possessions told its financial advisors Wednesday in an internal memo that it is launching access to three funds that allow ownership of Bitcoin, according to individuals with direct understanding of the matter, the rearrangement, a significant action for the approval of Bitcoin as a possession class, was made by Morgan Stanley after customers demanded exposure to the cryptocurrency, stated the people, who decreased to be identified sharing details about the bank's internal communications. Bitcoin's rally in the previous year has actually put Wall Street companies under pressure to consider getting involved in the nascent possession class. However, at least in the meantime, the bank is just allowing its wealthier clients access to the volatile asset. The bank considers it ideal for individuals with an aggressive risk tolerance who have at least $2 million in assets held by the firm. Let's look at dome limitations. Investment companies need a minimum of $5 million at the bank to receive the brand new stakes. In either case, the accounts have to be at least six months old, and even for those certified U.S. financiers with brokerage accounts and sufficient assets to qualify, Morgan Stanley is limiting Bitcoin financial investments to as much as 2.5% of their total net worth, stated individuals. Two of the funds available are from Galaxy Digital, a crypto firm established by Mike Novogratz, while the third is a joint effort from asset supervisor FS Investments and Bitcoin company NYDIG. The Galaxy Bitcoin Fund LP and FSNYDIG Select Fund have minimum investments of $25,000, while the Galaxy Institutional Bitcoin Fund LP has a $5 million minimum. Customers have been making investments have already begun, after completion of the bank's monetary consultants' total training courses connected to the brand new offerings, stated individuals, Goldman Sachs. JP Morgan Chase and Bank of America's wealth management departments do not presently permit their advisors to offer direct Bitcoin investments. Recently, JP Morgan submitted documents associated with a new debt financial investment connected to a basket of stocks with crypto exposure like MicroStrategy, the software company that holds Bitcoin on its balance sheet, and payments company Square. 9. JP Morgan, 3 years ago, September 17, 2017. Bitcoin is a fraud and will blow up. JP Morgan manager says, JP Morgan, one year ago, February 25, 2021, JP Morgan says investors might make Bitcoin 1% of portfolios. JP Morgan, today, January 7, 2022, JP Morgan, 2022 might be year of the blockchain bridge. Development in crypto space might hinge on Ethereum's upcoming upgrade, more regulative clarity, company analysts say. While most of in the crypto world summarize 2021 as the year during which NFTs saw massive development, JP Morgan analysts forecasted that higher interoperability of numerous blockchains, and, financial tokenization could be this year's trademarks, if 2021 was the year of the NFT, we see 2022 as possibly the year of the blockchain bridge, or the year of monetary tokenization. JP Morgan research analysts Kenneth Worthington and Reginald Smith summarized in a report released recently.
As such, we see the cryptocurrency markets as progressively appropriate to financial services. Worthington and Smith said that they expect the advancement of crypto markets to accelerate this year, particularly for financial services, if greater capacity and transaction speeds are attained by upgrades to the Ethereum blockchain or new Layer 2 efforts. April 16, 2021 Visa, JP Morgan and ING discuss Bitcoin, Ether and Stablecoin Advancement. Visa, JP Morgan and ING discuss Bitcoin, Ether and Stablecoin Development. Forbes 2021 Blockchain 50 Seminar. Crypto Ghost Corporate Event sheds light on Bitcoin's role as a financial investment tool, together with the future of stable coins. If 2021 has actually taught us anything about digital currencies, it's that huge banks and dominant payment providers are now feeling more comfortable with Bitcoin, BTC. While the CEO of PayPal and other large corporations are expressing excitement for crypto payments and salaries paid in Bitcoin, executives from Visa, JP Morgan, and ING all agree that Bitcoin is still, quote, a financial investment vehicle, rather than a currency. Unquote. This notion was highlighted throughout a panel discussion entitled Buying with Bitcoin, which occurred throughout Forbes 2021 Blockchain 50 Symposium, CryptoGo's corporate online occasion. Michael Del Castillo, associate editor at Forbes, led the discussion and was accompanied by Omar Farouk, CEO of JP Morgan's blockchain Unitonics, Mariana Gomez de la Villa, program director for Dispersed Journal Technology at ING and Kui Sheffield, Vice President and Head of Crypto at Visa, had Bitcoin payments advanced since 2014 question mark when panelists were asked whether anything has actually changed for Bitcoin payments since 2014. All three executives noted that the primary use case for Bitcoin is still as a store of value. Farouk explained that accessibility is the only major modification Bitcoin payments have undergone since 2014. Square and PayPal, for example, are allowing access to simpler methods to make use of Bitcoin. Although, I think Bitcoin payments remain more as a marketing play for many big companies. While Farouk pointed out that customers can certainly spend for items utilizing Bitcoin, the volatility presents a major obstacle in many cases. He even more pointed out that tax implications produce even more problems when it pertains to crypto payments. Sheffield kept in mind that Visa is seeing growing demand from clients wanting to access Bitcoin, yet lots of still see the digital currency as more of a savings account. As such, Sheffield discussed that Visa is presently concentrated on stacking SOTs, or, allowing customers to acquire little units of Bitcoin over time. Companies like Fold are enabling clients to invest fiat and after that make Bitcoin backed out this has actually been our main inspiration, he said, echoing Farouk and Sheffield, Gomez de la Villa kept in mind that Bitcoin stays an investment, mostly due to obstacles such as persistently high transaction fees. I don't believe Bitcoin as a means of payment will be commonly utilized right now. She said, JPM coin is not a cryptocurrency, given the belief expressed by all three panelists regarding Bitcoin payments, it should not come as a surprise that Farouk mentioned that JPM coin JP Morgan's digital currency offering that was announced in 2019 is not a cryptocurrency, rather, Farouk discussed that JPM coin was created specifically to fulfill the requirements of JP Morgan's Fortune 500 and Fortune 1000 corporate clients. Our clients desire access to programmable cash conditional payments, and, future capabilities. But they do not care as much about being on a completely decentralized, public network with autonomy, he said. Farouk noted that JPM coin provides corporations with the future abilities of payments however acts more like a digitalized M1, or the money supply generally released by banks. He stated, it's our point of view that corporations can come and connect with the platform, to perform decentralized transactions across the broader ecosystem permitting them access to programmable money.
JPM coin is not a pure cryptocurrency, because, in my mind, a pure cryptocurrency is something with independent value on a public blockchain, like Bitcoin or Ether. In addition to JPM coin, Farouk talked about the factors behind the current $65 million financial investment round in consensus, which was led by major financial institutions including JP Morgan. According to the software business consensus, the new funding will assist expand its business blockchain infrastructure solutions to make it possible for more decentralized financing and Web 3.0 applications on Ethereum. Given this statement, Del Castillo asked Farouk if JPM coin is a rival to Ether, ETH. According to Farouk, JPM coin is not competing with Ether, keeping in mind that JPM coin particularly deals with JP Morgan's clients and not to retail investors. Farouk also pointed out that although JP Morgan developed the Quorum platform on Ethereum, which has actually now become Consensus Quorum, the idea has actually been for those two platforms to combine to permit JP Morgan's blockchain solution to be built on the network that Consensus operates on. We have a great relationship with Consensus and will continue to team up on the core innovation with them, Farouk stated. Stablecoins will enable brand new payment techniques. When asked about the future of stablecoins, all three panelists concurred that stablecoins could be a beneficial tool for cross-border transactions, in addition to a service that will make it possible for fintechs and startups to construct financial items upon. Stablecoins have been of specific interest to Visa, as the significant credit card supplier recently announced a pilot program that will enable its partners to leverage the Ethereum blockchain to settle fiat transactions. According to a statement from Visa, the business will be partnering with the crypto exchange and card company Crypto.com to offer a crypto settlement platform for fiat transactions later this year. This will enable Visa's partners to exchange the stablecoin USD coin, USDC, over Visa's payment network to clear fiat deals. Sheffield noted that Visa has been following the stablecoin ecosystem carefully over the previous couple of years, with a unique concentrate on USD coin. We have actually been impressed and ecstatic to see USD coin and a developer environment emerge around it. There is likewise an increasing variety of fintech and crypto business really developing their organizations on top of USDC. Sheffield discussed that USD coin is becoming a crypto native dollar based treasury infrastructure, keeping in mind that work is being done to guarantee Visa functions as the bridge in between USD coin payments and innovative crypto companies. In regards to cross border deals, Sheffield pointed out that stable coins will enable brand new digital wallet items, followed by more effective cross-border business-to-business payments leveraged by non-crypto business. Echoing Sheffield, Farouk noted that stable coins will assist on the cross-border front however explained that regulations must first be in place. In the short term, stable coins will act like money in your Apple wallet they will be utilized within closed communities to produce and generate worth. However the long term depends on regulators ending up being comfy with cross-border payments at scale. The Financial Investment Bank informed its financial advisors in an internal memo that it is releasing access to three funds that enable ownership of Bitcoin, according to individuals with direct knowledge of the matter. Two of the funds available are from Galaxy Digital, a crypto company established by Mike Novogratz, while the third is a joint effort from property supervisor FS Investments and Bitcoin company NYDIG. Morgan Stanley is only enabling its wealthier clients access to the unstable possession. The bank considers it ideal for individuals with an aggressive threat tolerance who have at least $2 million in investable earnings. 10. PayPal, three years ago. August 15, 2018, Bitcoin is worthless as a payment mechanism and outrageous as a store of value, ex PayPal CEO. PayPal, one year ago. March 13, 2021, PayPal's entry to crypto followed long build up in preparation. 
PayPal uses Paxos Trust Company LLC to power the backend infrastructure that permits its users to buy, hold and sell cryptocurrencies. PayPal Holdings Incorporated became one of the largest companies in the U.S. to get in the market for digital currencies with its statement last October that it would permit its millions of U.S. users to sell, purchase and hold cryptocurrencies. Over the previous few weeks, numerous other businesses have announced their plans for cryptocurrencies, varying from Tesla Incorporated to MasterCard Incorporated and Bank of New York City Mellon Corporation. The recent stir is likely simply the start of digital currencies inching closer into the mainstream, experts state. The need exists stated Oliver Busman, president of Busman Advisory, which advises banks on digital methods, and a previous group chief information officer at UBS AG and SAP SE information technology leaders must start building professional teams, he stated, and inform other executives on how it might impact their companies. PayPal, with 377 million users internationally, is a 22-year-old online payments company that allows individuals and merchants to securely send out and get cash. For PayPal, in 2015's launch of its cryptocurrency market was the conclusion of putting in place the ideal talent, working with a trusted regulative technology provider and having existing executive-level support, stated Edwin Aoki, primary innovation officer for PayPal blockchain, crypto, and digital currencies. Eventually this year, the business stated it expects to allow users to tap their cryptocurrency balances for payments at millions of merchants that utilize PayPal. Last October, PayPal ended up being the very first business to get a conditional bit license from the New York State Department of Financial Solutions. In 2016, PayPal President Dan Schulman added cryptocurrency entrepreneur Wences Casares to PayPal's board of directors and the two began discussing the capacity for digital currencies to offer more individuals access to the monetary system. By late 2017, PayPal had a dedicated research group exploring blockchain, the record-keeping system behind cryptocurrencies. Mr. Aoki stated, Blockchain is still an early-stage innovation, and there aren't many specialists with numerous years of experience in the technology under their belt, Mr. Aoki said. Blockchain made Microsoft Corporation's LinkedIn list of the leading in-demand hard abilities for the first time last year. It was very important, Mr. Aoki stated, that brand-new blockchain innovation works with were able to share their know-how with other PayPal technologists. The early blockchain group focused on basic research connected to blockchain technology and wasn't particularly concentrated on exploring how PayPal might eventually use it and build it into an item, Mr. Aoki said. In 2015 was a turning point. We saw the pandemic had actually really sped up the pace of digital adoption, and, we felt the time was best to turn the business's research on blockchain into an item, Mr. Aoki said. The item development procedure included combining existing blockchain and cryptocurrency talent with brand new hires. Mr. Aoki wanted to make certain he brought in new talent who could easily explain what it would mean to buy, sell and hold cryptocurrencies to its existing and brand new PayPal customers, through its site and mobile application. When users go on PayPal's crypto webpage, they can pick to purchase Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Money, and Litecoin. They can likewise find out more about cryptocurrencies. PayPal's venture capital arm has also made financial investments in blockchain and cryptocurrency-related startups, such as Cambridge Blockchain Incorporated and Taxbit, over the previous two years. Companies such as Coinbase and Robinhood Markets Incorporated also use the capability to purchase and offer cryptocurrencies. PayPal uses Paxos Trust Company LLC to power the back-end infrastructure that allows its users to purchase, hold, and offer cryptocurrencies, in such a way that abide by information personal privacy guidelines, and, monetary regulations. 
Paxos has spent seven years getting the necessary regulatory approvals from federal and state companies, in addition to global governments, to hold and move people's cryptocurrency properties, and, it is still working on more approvals, said Charles Cascaria, chief executive and co-founder. We've constructed scale, tools, and, specialized knowledge that it would take a long time to build up even for somebody like PayPal, Mr. Cascaria stated. Established in 2012, New York-based Paxos has about 150 employees, and, is backed by $240 million in financier funding to date. It uses cloud services from Amazon.com's Amazon Web Provider, to host the underlying software application that makes it possible for the trading of cryptocurrencies for clients like PayPal. The software application enables digital assets to be held, and, carried on the blockchain protocols underlying Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. PayPal and Paxos exchange details through Application Programming User Interfaces, or APIs, pieces of software that allow apps, platforms and systems to connect with each other and share data. Digital currencies have gained more traction among bigger, popular companies and people over the in 2015 in part due to the fact that the pandemic has increased people's familiarity with innovation of all kinds, Mr. Cascaria stated. Individuals are likewise ending up being more thinking about brand new methods to protect their cash and belong to the financial system, he said. The adoption curve is only simply getting started, he stated. 11. Schwab, two years ago. September 9, 2019. Brokerage giant Charles Schwab dismisses crypto, saying it is purely speculative. Yogi Takatri, Charles Schwab, one year ago. Institutional money to move Bitcoin to over $250,000 in one year? Schwab investors can buy or sell cryptocurrencies straight in a spot market, or, they can invest indirectly in a futures market or by utilizing investment products that supply cryptocurrency exposure. There are several ways to purchase cryptocurrency at Schwab. For investors thinking about cryptocurrency, Schwab has a number of choices for gaining direct exposure to cryptocurrency markets, though area trading of cryptocurrency is not currently offered. Cryptocurrency coin trusts. These products enable investors to trade shares in trusts holding large pools of a cryptocurrency, although these can involve high volatility, hefty costs, and other threats. They trade over the counter, OTC, and act like closed end funds. Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Grayscale enables investors to speculate on Bitcoin, without requiring to buy it directly. The fund is presently valued at well over $20 billion, and, the property supervisor has extra index funds devoted to a number of altcoins such as Filecoin, Standard Attention Token, and Chainlink. Grayscale is basically a trust, or, it's a fund which purchases Bitcoin, and, the shares of this fund are sold like in the stock market, likely the New York Stock Exchange. You can go to your broker, and, purchase stocks in this trust, essentially shares in this trust. By this way, you have exposure to Bitcoin because you understand that this trust is backed by Bitcoin. Grayscale Ethereum Trust The Ethereum Grayscale Trust, ETHE, is a security that certified financiers can purchase shares in to diversify into Ethereum, without purchasing Ethereum straight. This provides exposure to Ethereum without holding the physical coins. The trust is backed by physical Ethereum, at a ratio of 0.0104221-1. Other items include. Grayscale Litecoin Trust. Bitwise and Crypto Index Fund, Grayscale Bitcoin Cash Trust, Grayscale Digital Big Cap Fund. Grayscale Ethereum Classic Trust. 12. Vanguard, four years ago. January 18, 2018, Vanguard sees idiosyncratic threat in cryptocurrencies wild ride. Vanguard, one year ago. October 5, 2020, Fidelity, Vanguard, 
and Schwab funds have been loading up on crypto mining stocks. Investors at Vanguard are becoming rather inquisitive about the promise that the cryptocurrency markets present, and appropriately so. Cryptocurrencies offer more volatility than nearly every other property class. Regardless of the growing interest, Vanguard has yet to use a fund focused on cryptocurrencies that its financiers can benefit from. It is not all bad news, though. There are some ways that Vanguard account holders can gain some cryptocurrency direct exposure. One method to acquire direct exposure to the world of crypto is to look for ETFs and mutual funds at Vanguard that include business that are in some way involved with cryptocurrencies. There are quite a few, but some homework is required. Some widely known companies that are actively included with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin include PayPal, Tesla, Visa, Galaxy Digital Holdings, Square, Riot, and Coinbase Global. It is possible to search for, and, invest in business included with cryptocurrencies right from the ticker search page. This can be helpful for investors seeking to focus on cryptocurrencies instead of the broad scope used by among the 390 ETFs and funds offered at Vanguard. For most, the type of volatility that includes trading single stocks can cause a little whiplash, especially when those stocks are high-flying tech or crypto-related stocks. It can be much calmer, and less risky to purchase ETFs and funds, and as we already said, Vanguard has no scarcity of those. To discover the best ETF, simply have a look at the business list that makes up the fund. ETFs that have a higher percentage and weighting of business included with cryptocurrencies are going to move a bit more like the cryptocurrency markets than funds concentrated on other sectors. One good example of such an ETF is the Vanguard Growth ETF, VUG. Not just does it feature some of the greatest names in tech but also business who are greatly bought blockchain and cryptocurrencies. 13. Visa, 4 years ago. January 17, 2018, Visa CEO, we will not process deals in Bitcoin due to the fact that it's not a payment system. Visa, 1 year ago. March 17, 2021, Visa is working to make it possible for Bitcoin purchases. When we consider crypto, some think of it in three classifications. Number one is what's called digital gold. The star of that show would be Bitcoin. Many rule out Bitcoin as a payment vehicle. Bitcoin is an asset category, just like silver or gold or corn or any other commodity, and it isn't fiat-based. It fluctuates rather significantly. So, many individuals are purchasing it. We are uncertain that they know precisely how the marketplace will eventually set, and, what it's going to imply for them downstream. The second category are stable coins. So there are most likely a hundred various stablecoin providers scattered around the globe. These are digital currencies that are fiat-based. So it's very clear what the currency is worth, and it could be quickly transformed into a fiat currency, and they re-actually a visa dealing with over 50 of these cryptocurrency service providers, whereby they're creating utility for them due to the fact that they have actually a wallet associated with their account. They will put a visa card in those wallets, and they can transform at any time, from fiat to crypto. The consumer can convert their digital currency, their crypto digital currency into a fiat currency and use their Visa card at any location that Visa is accepted, at 70 million places all over the world. And then the third classification is central bank digital currencies, which remain in really different places all over the world. China is most likely in the lead. Numerous other nations are messing around and looking into, etc. 14. Kevin O'Leary, from Shark Tank fame, note, this is a bonus, non-institutional edition. We're adding this one due to his TV profile, his vigorous attacks on Krypton, until, he reversed himself, two and a half years ago. May 14, 2019, self-named, Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary, calls Bitcoin garbage in a takedown of the whole cryptocurrency market. Kevin O'Leary, 
One year ago, February 28, 2021, Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary reverses stance on Bitcoin. States crypto is here to stay. Invests 3% of his portfolio. O'Leary used to consider Bitcoin useless, but he now sees it as a hedge against inflation. One element he discussed that contributed to his change of mind, is the reality that a number of nations have actually loosened up constraints on institutional purchasing of Bitcoin. That includes his house country of Canada, where regulators have now authorized numerous cryptocurrency exchange-traded funds, ETFs. The sustainability of Bitcoin is the key concern for O'Leary. He says that he has taken equity positions in miners that pay him back in what he calls a clean coin, or one that has actually been mined sustainably. He also wants coins like these to be tagged, so that people can understand whether they're purchasing a sustainable Bitcoin. As Bitcoin has shot up in price, we have actually seen more huge names getting on board. O'Leary believes it's digital gold. So does his Shark Tank co-star Mark Cuban, who has stated that over 60% of his crypto portfolio is in Bitcoin. Numerous stars have likewise revealed support for it. However, those are people with lots of money to spare. You might be asking yourself whether or not to you purchase Bitcoin, if you don't have millions lying around. Although you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in Bitcoin, financial stability is a must. Prior to you considering crypto for your personal portfolio, make sure that you currently have a complete emergency fund, and, are making regular monthly contributions to a pension. Bitcoin is unpredictable. And you shouldn't risk your present or your future on it. In our next podcast, episode 6, we'll hop back into the current the global central bank dilemma, from episode 4. With likely generational impacts and influences weighing these decisions made by the monetary authorities, their decisions, whether good or bad, will have significant influence on many of our decisions for decades to come. After all, how did we get here, and, how will they get us out of it, if they are capable of doing so? What do you think? So be sure to catch us next time. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to smash the subscribe button to be notified instantly of our next casting, and, sign up for our channel. And, until next time, let's, stay, busy.